We wear caps and sleeves at this level, son. Understood? Hey, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the California Penal League podcast, the podcast devoted to all things baseball, primarily the Cleveland Indians. Uh, we are through April, and uh, I guess I'll just tell you who I am. I'm Steve. With me, as always, is Chris and Fabs. We are your uh, intrepid co-hosts, and we've made it through one month of the season, boys, and I would categorize it as one full of surprises. Good and bad. More than anything, this has been a really crazy start to the year, not just for Cleveland, but for all of baseball. It seems like every team, every team's kind of dealing with the fact that there was no minor league season last year, that they only played 60 games, that you've got clubhouses divided over vaccination stuff, probably. You've got guys who shouldn't be struggling, struggling mightily. Someone in particular that might be of note to Indians fans. Um, and then you've also got, you know, just teams that are doing really well out of the gate, teams that are struggling, teams that are all kind of bunched in there. It's crazy. So we'll get into all that. But uh, first things first, let's do ourselves a little Cleveland Indians update. End of the month at 500. Pretty sweet. 12 and 12, just like we had predicted. We called it. Yeah, we called it, boys. So that might Take be... <laughs> I'm sure that our I'm sure that our numbers of calling things is like so low, but I will take. I hope we have a we have, fan who just like tracks all this stuff for us. He's like, "Wow, no, great guys!" They've been wrong. Like, wow, you guys got one right about time. But uh, we we did predict we we said all the Indians have to do in the last week of April is go two and one, and they finish uh, twelve uh, at five hundred twelve and twelve. And actually, what. Uh, the Indians did was they they took the series from the Twins and then they took the weekend series from the White Sox and are, as of this recording, uh, leading the Royals in the first of a four-gamer for the week. Yeah, so uh, actually not half bad. The, the offense is waking up a little bit and the pitching staff, uh, at least the bullpen is uh, kicking some extreme ass at the moment. So where do you guys, uh, after the last week, feel? Fabs, we'll start with you because I know you're I think I think you might take a little more convincing on the season, but so I want to know where you stand uh, after the last week. Okay, so I'm like I'm in a good spot over a bullpen, even though they just gave up three runs in the bottom of the seventh in this game we're watching right now. But overall, I'm like still very high on the bullpen. Savali's looking really good. Bieber is other otherworldly. Uh, McKenzie's been like pretty solid on the whole. Uh, X making me a little nervous. Uh, he just had a decent outing, but overall, I think our pitching is in a good spot. I'm starting to turn the corner a little bit on our offense. I think it's things are starting to trend a little bit more positively. Naylor's starting to do really well. I mean, Ramirez is, you know, I would say probably in the top five, uh, for the AL MVP conversation already. Uh, Fran Reyes is almost on a 50 home run pace. So like he's, like just smacking the shit out of the ball. He just had a his how many kid his fifth kid you said? Yes, yeah. So he's just, came he's just hitting, hitting home runs all over life. Uh, he's doing great, <laughs> um, and it, it's just exciting, man. Like it's, I, I, I'm in a good spot. I and I'm in a good spot, uh, and I feel bad that the White Sox. Uh, it was announced Luis Roberts is going to be out for at least twelve weeks, likely sixteen. 
Um, That's they've tough. been plagued with injuries. Yeah, they've been plagued with a lot of injuries. Also, he's like a super young dude um, who's fun to watch. And he was hitting 300, I think. Uh, but I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah, I just mm-hmm. if we can just stick around, man. Like I, I kiss the Twins. They don't look. They don't look that good. Kansas City's, you know, surprising start to the season. But they just, I can't imagine them. You know, come late June, them still being in this position with the pitching that they have. It's just, it's, it's nearly impossible unless a bunch of like weird things just go perfectly right to have a okay, a little above average offense and just not great starting pitching and continue on this stretch. Um, so overall, I'm actually not as negative as I thought I was going to be. You know, we're at 500. We're in a decent spot right now, knock on wood to go above 500. Yeah, it's it's we didn't bury ourselves. That was the the key. We we talked about it. We didn't bury ourselves in April, and we we have some call ups to look forward to. And if the offense starts, you know, coming around, this team could compete for the division. Chris, where are you at? Well, uh, it stinks that we're in third place and not higher. You know, there's obviously a couple games that we could have and should have won, but all things considered, 500 ball, just like we had said. Um, that makes me happy. Into some of the specifics, the offense, as Fab said, is starting to come around. It looks like over the last oh ten days or so, things have started been um, heating up there. So that is making me feel more optimistic with regards to scoring runs and not having to win games three to one all the time, mm-hmm. because that's just going to put a undue amount of strain and usage on our starters and bullpen, quite frankly, I don't think would be sustainable over 162 uh, game season. But speaking of that rotation, top three, I still like in uh, Bieber, Savali, and Plesek. I know Plesek had been roughed up earlier, but I think some of the things that he's been tweaking and with this last start battling through. Yeah, last couple um, starts have been good. Really showed me that he can, you know, whatever was affecting him earlier on, he's working on and uh, trying to regain where he was the last couple of years. McKenzie, he kind of is what we kind of, you know, what we thought with him. You know, he's he's still young. He's still figuring some things out. He got roughed up, I know, his last outing. You know, he's not going to carry you along into the game, but... I'd like to just see him try to, you know, get a couple games where he does get into the fifth. Mm -hmm. I I mean, that's just me being selfish there, I guess. But all things considered. He's going to have to eventually. Eventually, yeah. He can't always go three, four innings. I'd like to see him get the five or six once in a while. Logan Allen had a great spring. And then, you know, as we said, you don't always want to put all your eggs into the uh, spring training numbers. Um, and Logan Allen, unfortunately, was that cautionary tale. Hopefully, he, as the spring train or as the minor league season begins tomorrow, um, he'll be able to work on some things and, you know, rejoin the club as the fifth starter. Or um, we do have Sam Henkes, Hench, Hench, Henches. Henches. Yeah, Sam Henches. And Cal Quantrill also mm-hmm. available to fill that role. So we have some interesting options for that fifth, fifth starter role. I, I kind of 
would like to see Allen, I guess, just because I know he put in a lot of work. Not to say that those other guys haven't, but I'm, I, I know they probably have as well. And the bullpen is just awesome and it honestly somehow better than I think I even predicted at the beginning of the season. Oh, yeah. So all in all, pretty happy. Um, like I said, selfishly, greed, you know, a little greedy. Wish it was a couple games above 500. Um, so we didn't have to listen to these negative Nancys on Twitter and sports talk radio. But Well, I think, too, the thing that makes me feel more optimistic and, and excited for the rest of the season is the pitching staff. It's like, you know, yeah. in 162 games, the thing that will ultimately play itself out is a better pitching staff will more often than not be the thing that, that puts you over the edge. And the Indians bullpen, including the absolute resurgence of Brian Shaw, who's hitting like high nineties. <laughs> right yeah, now. He's, he's like hitting like 95, 96. Yeah. He had like 98 the other day on the radar. Nelson gun. Cruz hooked him up. Yeah. I, maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't want to speak ill of our boy, Brian Shaw. I think it could just be that he, uh, he, I don't know. He found the fountain of youth like Justin Verlander did. Maybe Yeah. who knows, but, um, wait, you know, he's dating Kate Upton now. (laughs) Maybe he's been, even with like class a and Karen check in the eight, eight and ninth roles. I would almost say that Brian Shaw is the MVP of the bullpen because he has taken, he has stabilized, that like all important but overlooked aspect of the bullpen, which is how do you get to your setup guy and closer? And Brian Shaw does everything. If you need him to pitch two innings, he'll do it. If you need him to pitch five days in a row, he'll do it. And he's just an inning. He gobbles up those innings. And I I love it. I, I He has been just like a godsend on this team. And you've still got a guy like Nick Wickren, who we can talk about uh, in the bullpen because, all of a sudden his role has just like disappeared. So it's uh that's fun and exciting to watch a young bullpen like that grow and develop. Like you said, Chris, the top three spots in rotation are solid. I'm a little worried about the fourth and fifth starters just because McKenzie is, you know, we're going to have to watch him work his way out of stuff on the fly. You know, he had six strikeouts in that game against the White Sox when he got blasted uh, with that grand slam. So, and he, I think he had four walks or something like that. And so, you know, he showed, you know, he struck out the side in the first. And then by the second inning, he had already given up five runs. And it's like, you, it, it's just, that's what's going to happen with a young guy like that. And you're going to have to live with it some nights. But it also means that there's going to be potentially a time, like you said, where it's like he might throw like a gem. And go six, seven innings. So, and he's only he's twenty one, right? Like he's super young. Uh, I think he's twenty twenty two or twenty three. I thought. Yeah. Okay, let's find out. To the internet, he's twenty three. Okay, just like Logan Allen. Logan Allen, he unfortunately, like there was no choice. He got so lit up in those last couple starts that it was like something is terribly wrong here. We have to <laughs> send you down so we, that you don't like ruin your career. They do have a lot of options. It's like, you know, I, I like Cal Quantrill. I like Sam Henches. Um, I, I want to see what they have, obviously. But it's going to test the depth a little bit. You know, it's like you didn't really expect your fourth and fifth starters to be as shaky or uh, 
you know, uh, I wouldn't say unproven, but like not as dependable. Like this would have been a spot where it's like a Carlos Carrasco really would have been great to have a veteran. Yeah. Sort of like in that back end of the rotation, because it's going to be the thing that will be tough is that it might be a little bit tougher for the Indians to kind of have sustained runs. You know, if, if, if they're going to be an over 500 team, it might be harder to be going on some winning streaks when your rotation isn't as solidified as it has been over the years. They might have to even move one of those guys so you can't go back-to-back with those fourth right. and fifth starters, too. Yeah. So, I mean, that's something to keep an eye on. Yeah. Yeah, and, and that's a good point, though. If, if it looks like the, I mean, but then you don't have Rosario because they weren't going to spend the money for him. Uh, but with Carrasco, the having McKenzie as your fifth starter looks a lot more palatable at this point. Um, even though Carrasco's currently out, he's not healthy, uh, it still looks a lot better to have him as your fourth or or Savali as your fourth or Carrasco as your third. Like, it, it actually it might be a world of difference. It's funny, if the Indians are in it by the trade deadline, there would be plenty of veteran starting pitchers out there. That's true. It, it's actually, it, like, it's super, you know, it's really putting the cart ahead of the horse here, but I could see them thinking about that if they Maybe were in it because reunion, dude. If the Mets, if the Mets were are out of it, yeah. If the Mets are out of it, I wouldn't be surprised. Could you imagine? That would be a and that, that would be intriguing. It would just be like, hey, do you down. want do you want Rosario back and uh, one of these other prospects? Here you go. No, 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 no. You guys want this really awesome first baseman that we have. Who can also play some outfield? He Does it hit worth prospect. a lick? Tampa Bay got rid of him. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. No. No. Okay. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. I. That would be intriguing. Oh my god. That would be interesting. Hopefully, he's. Wouldn't it be funny if he like never pitched even like a game in a Mets uniform and we just like got him back? <laughs> It'd be such an Indian trip. That would actually. That would be the fun part in all of it. Yeah, he just keeps having weird fluke things. That the funny he has like I, stomach cramps and just like stuff that keeps him out until July. That is truly not the craziest thing in the. That is not the craziest scenario that they could be kicking the tires on that potentially. Yeah, that, because he's the exact. It's like, boy, I wish we had a Carlos Carrasco type to head up the back end of this bullpen or rotation. And it's like, well, he's right there. Just you, you he, might be able to just go. Yeah, he pitches some like gems to advances through each round of the playoffs. If he was, yeah, somehow he was the starting pitcher in the uh, clinching World Series game. Oh, uh, incredible! <laughs> Talk about putting the card ahead of the horse. <laughs> I was in the ALCS, but I mean, hey, you know, I like to set my sights a little higher than that. Yeah, no, I but I actually it. think it's not. It's actually going to have to be something that they think about, I think, because it, you know, it would be such a, it would be a great move for the Indians because it wouldn't require them to give up much and it wouldn't cost them much of anything. It would be a move that would solidify a rotation if like they're truly in it at that time and are thinking about, you know, Hey, we could try and make a run this year without like blowing anything up and giving up too much. It's like, that's a move that you'd make. Here's the other reason yeah. you make it that move too is because McKenzie's on a pitch count, an innings count. Yes. You gotta think these other young player pitchers are on similar I mean not maybe as 
limiting pitch counts and innings counts. But well, yeah, I mean, no minor league season last year. Their numbers are going to be monitored. So you yeah, start looking going at out and getting that vet, yeah, fourth pitcher. May you start not be at, the craziest idea. Yeah. Oh yeah. You start looking at your fourth starters, Cal Quantrill. Quantrill, you're like, I think we might need to go look look around. I think yeah. we might have to go do like, some uh, in the shop. It's like we'd like one through three. But you need a. You truly do need a fourth in the playoffs. Yeah. You. you and he's. You got to be reliable. And there are going to be plenty, plenty of teams out of it by that time that would be looking to unload like a veteran starter. Even if it was a guy where you had to pay him for next year, I wouldn't be opposed to it because this rotation while young and exciting with some talent has shown that it's, we're going to have to endure some growing pains. And that's a move that kind of melds those two worlds together. So like, Hey, if they're in it at that point, awesome, let's deal with it. But I guess we should probably get through May and June and most of July before we uh, start to have that discussion. (laughs) Again, not to put the cart too far ahead of the horse, but since we were talking about him, uh, looks like Carrasco has been stretched out to five innings now. And there's some speculation circulating around the uh, New York Mets that he might have to get a Spot start in the minors before joining the club. Okay. And he is signed through the 2022 season with a team option on this, on that for the 23 season. Because as soon as we traded him, I forgot his contract details. (laughs) Yeah, I did too. I have no idea. So (laughs) there is some control there. I mean, I would I would welcome him back with open arms. I think he would be a perfect addition to this roster. I, I really do. I don't know. It's probably not feasible because the Mets have their own pitching troubles. They have their issues all over the board. So yeah, I mean, we should also preface this by saying I I don't think there is a strong likelihood that this scenario will even play out, especially uh, with no, absolutely not Carrasco. But yeah. We're saying there's a chance. And I'm sure we could do our due diligence here uh, in the next two months and find some other options, but that's just the name that just comes to mind. So, yeah. but other than that, you know, I, it, I don't know how you can look at the past week and not be feeling a little bit better about the Indians. I know, like you said, the naysayers on Twitter and sports radio, you know, the fact that they didn't sweep the twins and white Sox means that they're trash, but to any normal functioning person, that's a pretty good week because you just took exactly. a series from two division rivals, two of which will most certainly be fighting for the uh, division the entire season. So that's cool. Um, the Indians, of course, are in the four-game series with the Royals this week before once again hitting the Ohio Cup trail, which I think this is the... The last, the last series, meeting, think, this, right? This is part de, part de of the uh, of the series. So we need to win at least two out of the three to split the cup again. Okay, okay. Fingers crossed on that one. Holy hell! Yeah, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be uh, praying to the baseball gods that we can. Oh no, I was gonna say, but you Cleveland fans aren't here for any of that. Let's talk about Browns 2022 draft. <laughs> 
Uh, we have our, our one through seven round mock draft to get us ready for <laughs> next next off season. I've got my yeah. 2023, 2024, and just for oh, fun, I did a full right. 25. Yeah. Here, here's a segue. I am excited to play the Reds because I, I've, they've come back down to earth, and I'm glad that we're getting the Reds yes. when they're like the Reds again and not, you know. Division leading. <laughs> you know, I was like... like it's sometimes God. that's baseball, man. Is sometimes you play teams at just like the absolute wrong time. Like that was what made April so tough is that the Indians were playing the Reds when they were off to a hot start. They were uh, the Royals, you know, having to play the Royals at all in April is tough. Having to play the White Sox a bunch. It's like the only that was the a Yankees tough Yankees always have our number. The Yankees are tough even when they're under 500, man. So. Uh, April was not easy and to walk out of it at 500 and then, you know, go into May with like a couple guys emerging out of the cocoon of the, you know, and, and starting to hit again. And, uh, you know, Hey man, you still got the reigning Cy Young winner. You've got Aaron Savali who's five, four and oh, you've got Zach Plesak. It, it Things are, things are looking okay. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, looking forward to, uh, the month of May. I think it'll be fun. I think more than, more than anything else, I think anybody could agree this team is at least fun to watch. I think there's totally, a, I yes. think there's a great yeah. vibe with this team. It's also super fun to watch some of these young guys. It's fun to see Naylor. It's fun to see some of the call ups we've gotten. Um, I know all of our guys haven't really been working out. I was hoping Chang was would have a little bit better start to the season. Um, it's fun to see Classe what he's done. So yeah, I mean, it's just it's just I'm just in such a better headspace than you know even last season when we're I know that eight teams are going to make the playoffs and like we're for sure going to be one of them and we're for sure not going to make it past the first round, especially if we play you know the Yankees or the Astros and so it's nice just having a refresh to to this whole Cleveland Indians team. It's hard not to be excited when they're playing relatively well and they have the youngest roster. In baseball, yeah. that's that should be super exciting to anyone. I was going to say, there's some of these guys that seem like they're older, but they're still so young. Yeah, on this team. Oh yeah, and and I think that's a good testament to like their character and makeup is that a lot of these guys carry yes. themselves like veterans and are still 23, 24, 25 years old. It's it's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, you were talking about call-ups. Uh, the one guy that we've been talking about a lot and banging the drum for is Daniel Johnson. And our our boy went and got himself the platinum sombrero on Sunday. <laughs> Five strikeouts. I felt horrible for that kid. I thought but, I was, like, misreading it. I was like, that can't be right. Yeah, that was tough, man. And, like, even on Saturday, the first pitch he saw, he, he like, flew out or whatever to, to center. And I was like, well... That's not a great start when you're getting a call up. But the thing with him and and any of these guys is that the dude didn't play last year. Didn't right. play. So it's hard to like look at it and be like, whoa, woof. But you know, that's gonna probably be an issue for a lot of these guys in the minors. You're gonna see some probably weird oh, numbers yeah. in the minors to start this year. You you have to. Yeah, because even uh I was reading before even when they were scrimmaging, they would scrimmage and they wouldn't even have enough guys for a full team to scrimmage against. So they would play without a first baseman <laughs> or play with two outfielders. 
I mean, and there's no way you're getting up for those types of scrimmages. Like, no. even, you know, it, even if like you're trying to make an impression, it's like, it's not the same. And no. it's, it's just not the same as an in-game experience, even at, not, you know, triple A or whatever. So not to mention it's, some teams viewed it. Each team kind of viewed their alternate training site slightly different where I mean, the Indians kind of were, I feel like what most teams did where they had a good amount of players who were probably on the cusp, but then they had some of their lower level prospects who might be more highly thought of like a Nolan Jones, but he's still, you know, a good year away mm-hmm. if we're being truthful. So you kind of had this little bit of disconnect where you're like, well, this guy is major league ready. This guy's probably still a good year, two years away or a year away. Um, so you weren't playing equal talent right. all the time. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's definitely gonna be an interesting, I'm very excited to see what some of these top prospects do like Wander Franco's and those types of guys, like how they get into the season. I don't Wander Franco. I think he like tore it up in the spring for the race. And I do recall seeing something to that nature. Yeah. Some of these guys probably will do just fine, but for the majority of players, it's probably gonna be an interesting, tough. Oh, there's going to be the first six weeks where it's just throw those stats out the window. Yeah. 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 It is so hard to, to go an entire year without actual at bats and to make a contribution, especially if you get called up to the major league roster coming from the farm system the year before but to expect anything other than just you know a hundred batting average is like unrealistic yeah would i you know they gave daniel johnson a taste and then they brought up harold ramirez this week because luplo's got an injury and they're facing a lot of lefties so harold ramirez made a better choice but i'm, I'm interested to see where he what he does he had a couple of hits yeah Tonight, I mean, that's another guy we've kind of talked about here and there is like a potential option. And it's like, I mean, why not? You know, this is what this season's for is seeing who can, who can contribute and who can catch on. They had a lot of calls to make on that front. Yeah. You're going to have to find out. The 40-man roster is getting pretty full. And that's a good problem. It's it's getting full with a lot of young players, young, promising players. That's what's exciting about it. And and we've said it a billion times. Like this is this is the thing the Indians are the best at is you know developing these young guys and and building up through our farm system. So I'm I, I I think we're we all agree that like the future is very bright for this organization. I would say I would love the Indians to draft and develop some offense. Um, yes, <laughs> that would be fun. You know they they they're killer when it comes to pitching, but we'll see. <laughs> Why draft it when you can just trade for it? I mean, that, that's a good baby. point. I mean, that's a good point. Uh, I mean, if you're, I mean, didn't Reyes? Uh, he he doubled here in the ninth, didn't he? He did. Yeah, there we go. He's another fun guy. Twenty five years old. His average is now two ninety something. Yeah. yeah. I mean that's that's another guy that who's been in the league now for three four years, mm-hmm. and, and he's and, comfortable in the AL now. Like he he's yeah, taken yeah you know it was tough because he got here the second half of 2019, 
And then, right? What, it was 2019, yeah. Yeah, and then, end of yeah. 2019. Was 2019 then he didn't play. And then nothing happened until the 60 game season. And and he still played pretty well. And now it's a, yeah. you know a regular full season in the AL. It's like the thing I love about a guy like Reyes is that you know he goes through his hot and cold streaks and he'll strike out and stuff. But for a big power hitter, that guy will take a pitch. Like yeah, uh, in the game tonight against he the Royals, he ripped a two run single, and it's like. It doesn't always have to be a 460 foot blast. You know, you can get runs in other ways. And he, I love as a young player that he recognizes that and he's willing to take a pitch that's hit to him, that's given to him. And I, I don't know when him and Ramirez are on heaters like this, they're they could just carry this off for out. weeks. And Rosario too. Oh, yep. all three of those guys are capable of of those kinds of streaks and they can all have that good mentality and Eddie is kind of maybe the closest thing that the game has to one of my most beloved players in Vlad Jr. You know, he doesn't see a pitch he doesn't like. I love he his, still I love his to season. Get a hit. I love his season right now. He the, the breakout is coming, baby. The it era is. of Vlad I feel, Jr. Is I feel here. it. He was hitting four hundred for a while. Okay, so yeah, he's not hitting four hundred anymore. He's only hitting a robust 337 with a 486. Oh, I was talking about base. Vlad Sr. I'm sorry. Well, hey, his son is the same way. Yeah, his, yeah. his son is pretty legit, too. Although Vlad Jr.'s got more walks and strikeouts so far this year. He is seeing the ball so well. It's crazy. Yeah. That's great. He's gotten a lot more disciplined the last yeah. season and a half. If the Jays can just get some pitching. I'm, I'm happy Toronto's actually, I mean, I don't think it's going to last, but they're at least fun right now. I mean, they, they're, I could see them hanging around. You know, they're another team that's uh, trying to get young and uh, still contend on the fly. Like, I mean, they're probably like a year or two away. This was going to be like a surprise year if they were to contend. And it was like, yeah, whatever they do, call. it's like, whatever we do this year is great. You know, but they're probably still a year or so away from like true contention. But yeah, and they're fun to watch. First, like, full regular season with all their young guys where they're not playing like one of those weird 60 game seasons that we had yeah. last season. So it, it, it will be fun to watch the development. I always liked Toronto too. I don't, I have no idea why, um, but like growing up, you know, in the nineties, they, they were always like a fun and interesting team. That was just like, it's really weird that Toronto's good at baseball. It was Joe Carter and the blue Jays, baby. Yeah, I know, man. You're talking fine. to a blue Chris is a, a bona fide blue Jays fan. So it runs deep. Yeah, he's got family up there. Got family. I haven't seen games up there since it was Sky Dome, which was also like just ten years ago that they changed it to <laughs> Rogers Center. But, <laughs> but uh, that kind of like uh, jumping into some other sort of uh, storylines and stuff from around the league. Um, I th- the thing that stuck has struck out struck me so much recently uh, in this season is. Uh, just how jumbled the standings really are and how many surprising teams are at the top of their divisions. Like, you know, Boston is doing their thing where every couple of years they just decide they're going to be like unbelievably good, whichever, you know, whatever. And then have an thing. insane, like dysfunctional, like tear down in the one off season. It's insane. Right. Fire their, fire their, uh, you know, coach and bring him back. And then it's just like, oh my God, we have no pitching. What happened to our offense? Oh wait, here it is. And then I'm just like, 
<laughs> they'll just, you know, Chris Sale's gone forever. And it's just like, I don't understand what's happening with them, but it's what they do. And I just want him to start cutting sleeves off jerseys again. Just get crazy. Just get crazy. Just get You're crazy, right. Chris Sale. Let's go. Do your uh, thing. So Boston winning the East right now or leading the East is not a surprise, but a lot of teams near or at the top of their divisions, like the obviously the Royals, the A's, you know, maybe a little surprising. They usually are off to a slower start, but they had that huge winning streak. The A's leading the AL West, um, Milwaukee leading the Central, which is maybe a little bit of a surprise. Um, the big surprise, the Giants in the NL West off to a really good start. <laughs> and then the real fun is the NL East, where every team... Oh, okay, there are two teams that are at 500 uh, going into today. And the Nationals of all teams in the East leading that division. And here's the fun thing. Only one team in the NL East has a positive run differential. Do you know what team that is? The Marlins. Yes, and it's barely above. Yeah. It's at like four. That is the a NL East, dumpster fire. The fighter. NL East reminds me of when you're in middle school and you know the answer to the question that the teacher's asking you, but you're afraid to raise your hand. Like no one wants to be the head of the class, right? Yeah, no, yeah, they're, nobody. They're like, no, no, we're okay. Well, you know what's just, super funny? Just, what is hilarious about the East is you have Philadelphia that has Bryce Harper and his mega deal. You have the Mets, and Lindor is now mega deal, and even the Braves, uh, which have you know spent a little bit of money in recent years, you know, to to build it up. Um, and, and at one point, seemingly had like an unbelievable rotation that's just like falling apart. Yeah. Um, it's so funny. It's just like, you know, the big mega deal guys are in that division. Um, the old crusty nationals are in that division. And it's like you said, the Chris. The nationals like, are weird, though. They're old and crusty in like several places. But then they have like a Juan Soto, like a super young. Yeah. He's been hurt. Dude. Yeah. And then some good pitching. So, like, I, I yeah, I, I have no idea what to make of that division. It is so upside down. It's going to be, it's just going to be, like, whoever's left standing by the end of the yeah. season. Because it doesn't look like any of those teams really wants it, to be honest. The Mets might put it together. I know we, I know we, uh, you know, rib on Lindor and stuff and his 163 batting average, but, and one homer. Uh, but, uh. Through today, but he's yeah, like up. what three extra base hits and like maybe three RBIs, I think. Something. So, you know, I mean, hey, who's keeping score here? Who's keeping track of that? Uh, we're, none of us are bitter. And again, I must always preface it I would not be so, I would not always bring it up if he didn't say those things on his media tour. That was that was yes, the thing. Exactly. It's like I, when he was traded, it was like, hey, have fun, cool, enjoy the NL, you know. We knew it would happen. Get your deal. It's fine. Get yeah, your deal. That's, that's not cool. a problem. But I do think, like, I do find it very fun to look at teams like the Mets and the Phillies and even the Angels and look at their mega deal guys and say, you know, it. They, I, I, I can't say that I would want to switch places if I were a fan of the Indians versus some of these other franchises because. It just time and time again, those deals become these albatross deals. Mm-hmm. And even like the Yankees are going to be in a tough spot with Aaron Judge because I believe 
his contract is up relatively soon. And I don't know if they're going to give him a giant deal. Stanton has a mega deal and he's like hitting 200. Um, and that was partly why they probably couldn't have signed other pitching in the off season. It's like these, these mega deals become these just like anchors on these teams. And it becomes impossible to build around the talent that, that one talent singular talent that you have. It's like, if the angels can't do it with freaking Mike Trout, it's like, could anyone, could any team do it? it, it it's, I don't know. It, it's an interesting thing that continues to play out, but I don't know. I think, the, I think the standings so far just are very fascinating. A lot of, a lot of weird teams out there. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. It's, it's cool though. Like, and it never works out where you have all these bizarro teams by the end of the season. I always appreciate the beginning of the year when, you know, I'm always hopeful. It's just going to be one of those strange ass playoffs where we get like the Phillies, the Brewers, and some a Giants team stunning everybody by winning the West. And then the Dodgers hanging on for the wild card with like Toronto, the Indians, and the Athletics winning the AL. Like that would be amazing. But right. I mean, baseball just typically doesn't. Yeah, baseball is it's it's tough to do that because there's so much time. You know. Yeah, you'll get. You might get. You'll probably get one of those. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the A's are left standing because, uh, like you said, Steve, they almost always start off <laughs> so far behind, and then they get hot in like August and September. Then mm-hmm. all of a sudden, you're like, wait a minute, like, how is this team here? And then we get to see a half empty stadium in the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, it's like the, it's like when did the A's win 93 games? Every year, yeah, and then they have like their their first their their uh, the third and second you know concourse is completely covered with <laughs> giant like tarp you know ace tarps. It's amazing, right? All right, Chris, what about you? No, it's the standings for me too. It's all these teams that are atop the division, and then teams like the Braves that I actually thought would be kind of running away with the East. Yeah. I mean, I know Houston is struggling, but I also had to remind myself, I guess, that they were struck with COVID I think, positive I, tests. Yeah, so I'd miss like, that. They had a bunch of guys, you know, miss time. So they'll probably take the lead in the West from the A's. And I don't know. know Their pitching still interests me. Yeah. I mean, they, they have definitely, they're not the Astros of old. Um, for for sure, but I mean, there's still trash cans in Houston, aren't there? Mm, no, they've outlawed those, my friend. Those you won't find any of those in within the city limits. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. It's well, like it's like uh, the old medieval cities where people just dump their like trash and poop and pee uh, into the yeah, street. They just dump it out the window. Like, yeah. Oh, so then they're going to, so now they're going <laughs> to suffer from the bubonic plague. And yeah. Like, there's also yeah, apparently exactly. no plump, no plumbing anymore either. Yeah. They just got rid of all. <laughs> also, we're getting our like, you know, second month of the season. Mariners are, are sticking around until we get to June. And then <laughs> yeah, they've already, yeah, I mean, they've guess... already come back down to earth. It's already yeah. like, you can see the writing on the wall. <laughs> yes. I, I guess, you know, I, when I look at the statistics or the standings, more so I shouldn't say statistics, it's really only the two teams that are truly, truly out of it are Detroit and Colorado, which should come as no surprise to anybody. <laughs> right. Like, 
if you were going to go and say, you know, put $5,000 on two teams to finish in the bottom of bottom five of Major League Baseball, those are two safe bets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, them and I mean, Baltimore, I think, are like yeah, no-brainers. Yeah. Those, those three teams net you, you know, at least a winning payday. Baltimore's been playing pretty well. Baltimore, you know, the Baltimore funny thing is, is like, and, a lot of these teams have, you know, they, they have a lot of interesting young talent. You know, a lot of these teams, uh, while they might not stick around long, you know, or even half the season or whatever, there there is intriguing young talent on teams like the Blue Jays, the Orioles, the White Sox, but they, I mean, they've been like decimated with in- injuries. The the A's always have fun young talent. The the Mariners will have Jared Kelnick up at some point, and they've got young talent. They've got the reigning AL Rookie of the Year who just came back, Kyle Lewis. You know, some of these other teams, uh, probably less than the NL, to be honest. It's a lot of, I would argue, veteran-laden teams. Well, but, and a lot of those teams, too, that you just rattled off, Steve, they are young, where yeah. these kids don't know any better yet. You know, yep. they're just going out and playing. Yep. And I mean, they'll go so through struggles, I, I, you know, they'll go through cold, mm, cold streaks yeah. and stuff, but you know, it, it makes for interesting baseball at the very least. And and I think the thing, again, that puts the Indians in an enviable position is that the thing that like really unifies a lot of these teams is that all of them are looking for pitching and don't have the rotation or bullpen that the Indians do. And it's like, like, would you, you know, when you look at the rotations for like some of these teams, really almost any of them, you wouldn't trade it. There are, there are hardly any rotations that you would straight up trade. Especially in the Indians, like pay realm. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, yeah, keeping it within like reality. Yeah. Yeah. Like the Dodgers obviously is like, yeah, I mean, I would love to have the Dodgers, but like, sure. But in retro Bowers making their entire, the entire team's payroll. Yeah, <laughs> almost. Yeah, I mean, in retrospect, you look at the White Sox rotation, and you're like, you know, now looking at the back half of the Indians rotation, it's like it might have been nice to have a Lance Lynn. <laughs> it might have been nice to have him, but that's yeah. you know, that's hindsight. And yeah, I was going to say 2020. But you, you might be able to get like we've been saying somebody, you know, later in the uh, season. So yeah, it's interesting. And then. On top of uh, you know uh, the standings in the on the indi- individual front, it's like you have some just bonkers fun guys right now. I mean, it's it's unbelievable some of these guys and the numbers that they're putting up. The one that shouldn't come as any surprise is Mike Trout, who at one point was hitting uh, four twenty, baby, <laughs> in sixty nine at bats, in sixty nine at bats. All right, nice. they just wrapped up the game, boys. All right. So this this episode typically will come out on like a Thursday or Friday. And we, we're like, yeah, we got the win. And like we just like lose the next four games. <laughs> it's right. Like, it's always great. Always we gotta be care- we gotta be careful about our enthusiasm. You put that mojo out there. <laughs> but that's great. First game of the four gamer. Love it. Two games out of first. Let's see. Indeed. That's right. That it's well uh on the uh, uh, White Sox front too. I have to mention this before I forget. Is I saw the rumor. It was like you know a rumor from a sports talk station, but apparently there's some grumblings about Larusa 
in Chicago and how the, <laughs> the club the clubhouse is like not happy with a lot of the, the decisions that he's been making. It's super Wait, weird that an eighty-year-old dude couldn't galvanize a bunch of twenty-five-year-old yeah. kids. <laughs> yeah, you're telling me an eighty-year-old dude can connect with you know twenty-year-olds and just making like a bunch of like weird in-game decisions, like yeah. which is also super uh, not inspired or not surprising because he hasn't managed in ten years. Does so he like, even know half the rules in Major League Baseball anymore? I mean, come on, it's crazy. So he, Does he, he know refuses that to can... send a guy to second in the, like the tenth inning. He's, He's like, like no, I'm not yeah. doing it. So, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this the right yeah. way. Well, he Fake hit news. in the Sunday's game against the Indians. He because uh, like a Brayu got hit uh, by Plesac, um in like the ninth inning. They hit Ramirez, and the Indians didn't retaliate. But that was like such an old school Larusa thing to do, which is be like, yeah. oh, you hit. You hit my guy early in the game when your pitcher had just walked two guys and like was obviously battling control issues, but like he hit him. So like I'm gonna make I'm gonna hit your best player. It's like it's like a dip, just like an old school dick move. And right. that's just what you know, he's just he's not it's like go go like enjoy retirement, man. Like I do not understand why he came back. I have no clue. Dude, if I had a couple of World Series rings, I would just be like I would be doing the showing up for like $10,000, signing a few things, going on and oh, yeah. doing a couple of spots during the postseason and just being a hero in like whatever town I won my rings in. I think the only logical explanation is he put all of his money behind the My Pillow guy. And when that guy got canceled, <laughs> he was done. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Or he was convinced that like doggy coin was a scam and he doesn't know he's like a billionaire right now. <laughs> oh my god, it's up to 42 cents. <laughs> Where does this game stop? Yeah, my 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 grandson put put all of my life savings into something called GameStop. I better check. <laughs> yeah. So Mike Trout, uh, doing Mike Trout things, another guy that I think we're all collectively super happy to see tearing it up, Byron Buxton, who's putting up video game numbers and, like, for the first time is realizing what made him a top prospect so many years ago. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and and it's probably more... uh, you know, on our side of things, uh, fun to watch knowing that the twins are struggling, <laughs> but it's, you know, he's not hurt. It makes it easier the, to watch. Yeah, It makes sure. it easier to yes. stomach being like, Hey, good for you, man. Glad you're not <laughs> yeah, making totally. the Indians bat, lives bat a living hell with like 50 dingers and be like 18 games below 500. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'll take sounds, it. sounds great. And enjoy enjoy that Josh season. Donaldson when he's like 83. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, you know, Hey, that's the twins issue, man, is they have, they're they're one of the older rosters. We've talked about it a million times. They're one of the older rosters, and um, you know, guys like Donaldson uh, can't stay healthy. And Jorge Polanco is having an awful year. And Miguel Sano, even though he can mash the ball, strikes out a ton. Nelson Cruz is like holding it together as like a forty-two year old. Yeah, forty-three. It's, it's like. I'd be so nervous as a Twins fan being like, that's the guy keeping literally everything together right now. Yeah. No, it's, it's interesting. The future of the division, how, 
And this is the genius. I mean, yes, uh, we'll pile on the Dolans any chance they get with their their financial limitations they put on the club. Uh, but the genius of the organization is like they were the Indians like a year and a half ago were the old ass team in the division. And now they're now they're the youngest team in the division. Like yeah. they flipped it and they're still competitive. They did they made the playoffs last year. Like they didn't take any steps back to get to that spot. And somehow the Tigers are still like hampered by old dudes. And the Indians have already pat they've lapped them. The mm-hmm. Indians have already lapped the Royals. I mean the Royals are I think are probably gonna be pretty good in a year or two. Um yeah, the Royals, man. They're like right there with the with the White Sox. It's it's, it's insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be a fun, I mean, it's going to be a really fun summer because yeah. I actually think that the Royals are going to be around. To, they're going to stick around. I think that their pitching will come back to earth, but the Royals are just a pesky team with like a pretty good offense. Um, our boy Carlos Santana is actually off to a pretty good start. He was hitting like 280 going into tonight uh, with like a 387 yeah. on base, uh, just doing Carlos Santana things with like an even walk to strike strikeout ratio. Um, 278 right now. Okay. So doing his usual thing. Um, in hindsight, that's a guy. It's like, boy, I actually probably would have liked him at first <laughs> this season. But what are you going to do? Yep. Um, but the the Royals actually have a pretty sneaky good uh, lineup. When healthy, it's a pretty good bullpen. And, they, you know, even with their numbers probably coming back down to earth, the rotation is not half bad. So they'll be there all year. Uh, the the White Sox will be there all year despite the injuries. I do believe the Indians will be there, and the, and the Twins will probably get hot at some point and at least stay in it. So it's going to be fun. I think the, I honestly think the AL Central might be the most fun division to watch this year. Not trying to be yeah. as much of a homer as possible, but like top to bottom is probably the most interesting division. I would say it will be fun because there's like a bunch of young dynamic players in it. And it's it'll be the opposite of the the NL East, which is going to be probably just as competitive, but just disgusting baseball. Right, that's a race to the bottom. That's just right. like who, wh- whoever <laughs> is like at the st- standing at the top of the heap at the end of that like gross. I mean, that'll be like an eighty some win team, maybe winning that division. Who knocks off the Dodgers in the first <laughs> round. Maybe I'm looking at these run differentials right now. I mean, it's and gross. They were. They were worse than I remember just the other day. Yeah. And when they're not going, and just to paint a picture, when Chris starts looking at run differentials, he goes into this dome that he built in his house and he wears one of those like magneto helmets. Professor X. Yeah. Yeah. We lose him for 30 or 40 minutes and he just kind of vibrates. (laughs) That's what he always does that with prospects too. Yeah, yes. whenever he yeah. wants to identify new yes. prospects, he- <laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna, um, I was gonna make a reference to Community and oh, and, uh, oh, and Abed, Abed, or whatever they have. Yeah, yes. the Imaginatorium, the Imaginatorium. Yes. yes. Yeah, Chris I, is I Imaginatorium. Imaginatorium, <laughs> and um, thank you, thank you for the save there, Fabs. Oh, I love that. I love the Imaginatorium so much. Yeah, um, and and then you guys actually have to save me, much like Abed was saved from the Imaginatorium, <laughs> because <laughs> shit got crazy. Where do you yeah, guys? I, I, I view you. I view Chris as my personal beat reporter because I get all of my baseball information from his weekly rundowns for, for our episodes. So I'm like, oh, we gotta start publishing. We almost have to start publishing our notes. 
Yeah, they're uh, like they're you guys do. You guys are so comprehensive and amazing. Like I, I love this stuff. We we that's just not a bad. Idea. We've been we, joking about NFTs for like the last like two weeks. Maybe <laughs> we just maybe the, this is the route we go. <laughs> That'd be one way to monetize Make a billion dollars off of our Calpino pod like rundowns. I mean, Somebody hey, like out there just really loves them, and they're like, I have to own. I this gotta piece own of history. These. I have they to own these some Google kind Docs. Of like prison porn thing like, somewhere <laughs> in here. <laughs> There's a code uh, in there somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, probably. Um, all right, what what are your uh okay, so one month into the season and knowing what we know currently of the teams, what's everybody's like division and wild card picks Ooh, for the okay, okay. for baseball? All of um, baseball. Okay, I I love it. Okay, I'm going to go. I think the East is going to be one. I think Tampa I think Tampa is still the strongest team in the East. Um I I don't I just Boston's offense is like out of this world right now. Um, I want it if I, I want it to be Toronto because I just think that'd be really fun. But I think Tampa's gonna, I think Tampa's gonna win it. Um, I think the Central, I think the White Sox are gonna hold on. But I, I don't know. I, the Indians, man, if if our offense starts clicking right now, I'm gonna go White Sox uh, because they're still doing really well with all the injuries they're facing. The West, I think, is going to be won by the A's, and I think the wild card is going to be. Unfortunately, Houston. You get another wild card choice. Oh yeah, okay. Houston and the Indians. Okay. And then Michael Brantley hits like gets like five RBIs in that game, and we lose like. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Sick. Why? Sick bastard. <laughs> okay. Uh, if the saving so you- grace is that game is here in Cleveland, and I get to like take like a like a garbage can into the stadium. I love how I love how ready game you are long. for that. Oh, yeah, I mean, he has so many garbage cans ready. <laughs> I mean, garbage cans are to me like folding tables are to Buffalo Bills fans. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can't have enough. I, I mean, that. so it's all for against. It's all for like the the three games against the Astros. I understand. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Okay, uh, Steve, do you want me to do the my NL NL real quick? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Do, okay, so in the AL, you had you had uh, Tampa. The White Sox, Oakland, uh, Houston, and the Indians. Okay. Yes. So a Houston okay. Indians uh, wild card game. Okay. Okay. Yeah, Houston Indians wild card game. Um, I don't know. Actually, if I got Bieber on the on the uh, the mound in our offense, yeah. is cooking, we could we we could win that game. I th- the Houston they kicked our ass in that one that one uh, postseason, but like th- they're not. I don't dread them as much as I dread uh, the Yankees. I I just have two decades of just. Yankees yeah. abuse that like I I that's fair. I know we've beaten them a couple of times, but like man, that that 2017 postseason has still done a number on my psyche. That's what I hate about so. the Yankees' mystique, man. It's real. It's a legit yeah. thing. They, they they actually have it. Like as much as you don't want to buy into it, there it's a real thing. Like it doesn't well, matter who's on that. It's not even a mystique where I'm like they're going to win the World Series. I just I'm like we're going to lose to them in the postseason. That's, yeah, it's just like they will just beat us, <laughs> and then they'll lose the next round. <laughs> right. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, the NL of the East, I, oh Christ, I'm going to go Mets, like, just because I don't think the rest of that division is good at all, especially with how bad Atlanta's pitching has been. And the Mets are, like, tied for first, and they've sucked. And if, the, if they get Syndergaard back and DeGrom continues and Lindor is not batting, you know, 160, 
they're going to win games against the rest of that shitty division. So, like, I think the Mets are going to pull out that division. Uh, the Central, I think the Brew Crew. Yeah. Yeah, I think the Brewers are, yeah. Uh, the West, I got the Dodgers. I just, I don't see how they don't win that division with how good they are. And then the wild card, I'm going to go Padres. And I think coming out of the AL, I'm going to go Oakland. And coming out of the NL, I'm going to go. Who's your second wild card in the NL? Oh, and uh, Cardinals. Okay. They're good. They're already off to a good start. Yep. Um, nobody in the East is going to get a wild card. No, no one in the East is going to get a wild card. The West, uh, San Diego will get one of them. I don't think the the uh, the Giants are going to stick around. So I, got, I think Cardinals. And the Cubs aren't very good. So, yeah, I'm going to go Cardinals. So what's your World Series pick? My World Series pick is San Diego over Oakland in a a California Northern Southern, which would be such a fun World Series. Okay. I cannot wait to revisit this at the end of May. And like, I am so fucking wrong about all of it. I'll get one pick right. (laughs) This will be fun to look back on at the end of the entire season and just be like, whoa. Whoa. Uh, all right, Chris, what are you, what are you thinking? I don't even know anymore. <laughs> I don't. Um, I'm going to start NL because I think I have that more figured out. I think Washington wins the East. Nice. I think Milwaukee wins the Central. Brew crew. Um, San Diego, LA. Those, however, those two wherever i don't know um and then as my second wild card that's where i'm kind of starting to struggle because i after we just did take a big dump on the east i still somehow see like maybe the mets being a wild card team yeah it's not that bad of a pick if you think about it because if the east is super shitty and two teams get healthy they're just going to beat the shit out of the other three teams. Yeah. But I could also see the Cardinals. So. <laughs> and you know they do that. every. They're just like the Red Sox. Like, every five years. Yeah. Every oh, three yeah. years. They're just in the NLCS. And you're like, wait, what's going on? How are the Cardinals here? Yeah. Oh, it's going to be and a. How is yeah. Merlina still playing? <laughs> yeah. It makes. It's, it's going to be a Cardinals-Giants NLCS again. Like, I just. Oh I know God. it's going to be. Oh, drown me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I think I'm going to go St. Louis, though. I think I'm okay. going to go St. Louis because, yeah, they're they're goodish still, and um, I have more faith in them. I guess that's fair. American League, boy, oof. I well, I think the Yankees will win the East. Interesting. Like we just said, there is that Yankees mystique, mm-hmm. and. Our boy has been pitching better the last two yeah, starts. Now, granted, yeah. he faced the Tigers and I think the Orioles. Um, <laughs> an Orioles. <laughs> so, like, he really, like, yeah. again, we just dumped on those two, te- you know, dunked on those two teams moments ago. Um, so maybe take that for a grain of salt with, with Kluber. Mm-hmm. But I still think that, like, that mystique, and again, clearly they have good players there. 
that they can't really all be performing this poorly for a full season. I mean, or they could. The AL is probably, still hard, dude. I was going to say, it's, yeah, I'm it's thinking maybe, the maybe the Sox win the division. Okay. I think Oakland's got some power there, too. And for my, one of my wild card teams, I'm going to go with Houston. Now, for my other wild card team, mm. it's down to two teams. And I want to make Steve feel really uncomfortable about these as much as possible because okay. it's the Indians in the race. Oh, no. Nice. I want to put them like in a real Sophie's choice here. But it I just don't see the Rays having the pitching that they've had the last couple of years. I just don't think they have it. They're really trying to piece it together. And it's like it, it's been tough. Doesn't it doesn't have that same feel. Now, mm-hmm. granted, we're only a month in. Aside from Glasgow, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, and aside, you know, yeah. Once you said the Yankees, I immediately regretted my LA's decision. I'm like, I forgot about the Yankees. <laughs> yeah. So my second wild card is is us. It's Cleveland. Okay. Nice. Okay. So but, you've got you have the Yankees, the White Sox, Oakland, and then uh, us and Houston. Okay. So you guys okay, have the so same. Our only difference is Tampa. It's, Across yeah. the board, our only difference is Tampa. Yeah. Okay. All right. So. Man, this is tough. I think. Wait, oh, uh, Chris, do you have a? Do you have a? World oh yeah, what's your World pick? Series? Yeah. I, oh, my World Series pick. Um, yeah. after a <laughs> after month a of month, baseball, yeah. yeah. Um, hey, dude, you know I'm what though? It's, it's go... an easier pick to make than when they do it like in February. This yeah. is true. This is true. I'm gonna go. Um, just full unabashed. My two favorite teams of the Indians and San Diego. Oh my God. That would be <laughs> and, the best um, World Series. And again, and, we continue our tradition of having a team win a world their first World Series against us. It'd be and like and I'm gonna years. say, you know, or first that, ever, yeah. Um that we pull off the win because we have so many guys that know how to play at Petco and at Progressive <laughs> Field player. on our team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because we've made so many trades between yeah. between the two teams. Yep. Okay. But, you know, um, I'm not playing the homer card at all. Dude, that was so a you, great World Series. So it. we got two. You guys both picked the Padres in the World Series. Okay. Yeah. I won it. This you got them winning. That team is so fun. Okay. All right. I've got. Oh, man. I'll, I'll go. I'll start NL, too, because good Lord. Uh, I think probably. <laughs> I actually think ultimately the Braves will get it together. I really do. I think the Braves get it together yeah, and, and pull out that division. So I think the Braves get their head out of their butts and, and win the NL East. I think as painful as it might be, the Cardinals probably win the Central because that's just what they do. I think the Dodgers no doubt win the West. And then my two wild cards will probably be... I'm going to get crazy and I'm going to say... San Diego and Milwaukee. And I think the Mets missed the playoffs this year. Ooh, I like that. That's a fun wild card. That's my, yeah. So, because I, li- I like the Brewers a lot. They've got great pitching. They've got a good offense. They'll be in it. Okay. My, so, my World Series pick out of those teams, obviously, is the Dodgers. 
Um, I just think it's like pure insanity to think anything else other than the Dodgers, realistically. All right. And then the AL, I'm going to go with Oakland winning the West, even with all their pitching problems right now. Jesus Luzardo, I believe, just fractured his hand punching a wall while playing a video game. So, no, a table. Oh, a table. Okay. Yeah. Oh, thank God. Yeah, he's out for a week. God almighty. So, what? But you know what? It's the A's. So they'll go win 15 in a row and just like run yeah. away with it. They, they yeah. that team's destined to be like, hey, remember when that funny thing happened? And it's like somehow we found a guy uh, playing in a Sandlot league like down the street and now he's our third starter. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's just what they do. So the A's will be just fine. Uh, they'll win the West. I think the White Sox probably will win the Central, just being like the most complete team. Even with all the massive indus- injuries they continue to sustain, I think uh, I think they probably win the Central. And then, man, I want to go with my heart here in the East, but like the part of me is just like it's got it's like is Boston doing that thing again? Like that's my my thinking is like Boston's off doing Boston things where out of nowhere they're just like they're gonna like just somehow do it win the division. But I you know, Toronto's playing pretty well. Screw it. Let's go with Toronto. Just like out of nowhere coming to win that division. Let's the Buffalo Blue Jays. Let's just do it. A weird year in Buffalo second half of the year in Buffalo. Let's do it. Um they're right there. And they've, you know, oh, God, you just brought up something that would be so demoralizing if they win the East and they're stuck in Buffalo and they got to play in Buffalo. Yeah, I feel bad well, for Blue like, Jays. Not to like be, no, I'm, I'm saying for the fans, not like that Buffalo is like, no, I, I know. Like, or, I feel bad for Blue Jays like fans, fans who like physically cannot come see yeah. their team. Like, they, yeah. they can't cross the border. Yeah, it, it's, it's a oh, tough that would be, like, that's, for like mega fans who go to games, it's tease. like that's that's two years of not being able to see your team. Yeah. Uh, and then my my wild card picks in the AL, I'm gonna go. Uh, cra- crazily enough, I'm gonna go Boston, and I'm gonna go. I'm gonna be a homer again and go Cleveland, and then okay. World Series. Holy cow! If that's the if that's the playoffs. I actually feel like, I mean, my God, I feel like it could be the White Sox. I really do. Uh, even though we just dunked all over Tony La Russa, I, I feel like, I feel like the White Sox might be one of the most complete teams in all of baseball. Like, like it, they, they've got every piece and this is a year where it feels like it's anybody's uh, in the AL, and I can see them doing it. So, I guess a White Sox Dodgers World Series, ugh. And I guess the Dodgers going back to back, dude. I would be down with that. Hello, low TV ratings. Yeah, I mean, yeah, super <laughs> yeah, low TV ratings. But you get a bunch of young, fun players in that. It would be, yeah, it would be pretty fun. Um, you'd be getting I, a great yeah. young White Sox team going up against like great pitching. Like you'd have great pitching versus great. A great offense, and that's fun. Yeah, yeah. I so, mean, I do. I will say this: if the Indians can somehow get into the ALCS, I think they win it all with their starting pitching depth. That's always been like oof. the hardest thing with them. It's like that 2017 year. That's why it stung so much. Is like 
their starting pitching was so good and trying to beat them four out of seven with with their starting pitching you're gonna get you're gonna get Bieber twice you're gonna get Savali probably twice like they they can go so deep they, they yeah can you go just gotta get there in the AL that's the problem though it's just because mm-hmm. if they're in that wild card then they gotta win a one-off game mm-hmm. and then you gotta win th- the the divisional which is only best of five so yeah it's tough hopefully that wild card series gets extended once this collective bargaining agreement just make it a best of, just make it a normal weekend esque series yeah just a normal yeah. best three series yeah That's and just have a whoever has a better record host it yeah exactly it's not so easy yeah it's I don't, not rocket science yeah i mean i understand the 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 appeal of a one game you know playoff and the ten the tension there but it's not really baseball it's like let it be a true three game series and uh you know, it adds a couple more games to the TV deal, so that's cool. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so before Chris, I want you to do the prospect of the week. I wanted to quickly one guy that I've been looking at because I was just kind of like going through individual stats and stuff of some players so far in the season, and there have been a lot of good ones that you know obviously stand out. We mentioned a couple of them on the on the offensive side. We haven't we didn't mention too much about. We talked about Corbin Burns last week, uh, who's now hurt. <laughs> Uh, and then obviously we talk about Jacob DeGrom every week because he gets no run support, which is always fun. Um, and a number of other guys doing pretty well. But the one guy that I just want to throw out there is Joey Gallo. Joey Gallo is having one of the weirdest seasons I think I've ever seen. He has, he's only got two homers right now. Okay. He's got 90 at bats. Go, this is going into today, Monday, 90 at bats, 45 strikeouts. So 50% of his at-bats are strikeouts. Now, here's the crazy thing. He's got 24 walks, and he's got a 402 on-base percentage. That dude literally only does two things. He walks or strikes strikes out, and he's got 20 hits. So it's almost like, like a perfect just three outcomes for that guy. Like he is almost the, the like he is the embodiment of that. Yes. It's insane. Like you almost have to look at him and be like, I can't believe he's only got like a, I mean, a two twenty two batting average is like kind of exactly what you'd expect for him. But like, Mm -hmm. like it's just like mind boggling. I just don't understand. I didn't didn't realize his on base was that high. It's crazy. It's an incredible on base. Like the guys drawing walks, like a lot of guys yeah. I've noticed, like Lindor is one of them where he's still drawing a ton of walks. There's a lot of guys that are like, I feel like maybe making more of an effort to do that. I don't know if that's like a thing that players are trying to be more cognizant of now nowadays of just like getting on base. But like, holy hell, what a weird season for him. It's very strange. That'll be one to keep an eye on. Yeah, I, w- I want to see where this shakes out. <laughs> Uh, okay. I, I hope, I hope, it, I hope he keeps that like 50% like strikeout rate though, too. Oh, 300 strikeouts. Could <laughs> yeah. you imagine if he had 300 strikeouts and like still had an on base of like 400? <laughs> Dude, if he even had an on base of like 370, that'd be amazing. Yeah. With if he could <laughs> struck out like, 50%. If, he, if he's going to be batting 220, right? And then let's say that holds up has a 50% strikeout rate and then still manages oh. an on base of like 370. 
That would be amazing. You'd almost have to be like, I guess that was a good year. <laughs> like you can't. Yeah. Let, it's yeah. like oh, like because he'll hit. You know, he'll still hit. Like because he's gonna hit his thirty-five, forty home runs. He better get on it though. He's only got the two. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay, thirty maybe this year. He's really out of gunning it up. I, I, I love it. But he's also a guy. Well, you know, maybe I don't know. I don't. I was gonna say maybe the ballpark's playing. Um, oh, the new ballpark adverse effects on him. That's true. We don't have a yeah. full real. We really don't have a full season of data on how that park's going to play out. So. I mean, this is a guy though that has hit 200 strikeouts before. Like so, he had yeah. a bunch of times. Yeah. yeah, he hit 500. He had 500 bats in 2018, and he had 207 strikeouts. So like he actually is was pretty close to the 50 percent threshold. But his on base that year was only 312. So like, I just. His numbers astound me. Like, they're crazy. And he was an all-star in 2019. Wow. Every team gets one. That's well, that is true. true. <laughs> okay. All right. All right. Let's do let's our new... Um, that. That's true. All right. Last two segments here, which are going to be Chris-centric. Uh, hit right. us with that, pros- our first prospect of the week. So... This this new segment of the prospect uh, corner or whatever we're going to dub it. Actually, this this guy know was your a prospect. perfect yeah. Know your prospect, kind of the working title. He was kind of the perfect embodiment of what we were, what we kind of had in mind. Where a little bit lesser known prospect uh, that you should probably know a little bit of something about, and. Doesn't get as much, obviously, uh, name recognition in these different publications. So without going much more into detail with all that, our prospect this week is Kyle Nelson, who, if you blinked, you missed it. He's already back in minors, but he was called up. I did blink and miss um, that. Over the weekend and pitched two games and uh, got two strikeouts. Oh, actually, I saw that. His family was in the stands for one of them. That's right. That's right. Yep. And he actually did make his pro debut last season on September 9th in two-thirds of an inning. He gave up four earned runs. So his ERA was abysmal. But uh, <laughs> Kyle Nelson is a left-handed relief pitcher. Who's Which apparently we now have four a, years an abundance old, of. But not in this bullpen right now because... Um, with Perez being sent down and designated for assignment and ultimately ending up um, in Columbus, Kyle Nelson was that lefty bullpen arm. Um, and because Sam Hentges is getting the start. Then now he's getting the start. Yes, yeah. exactly. Um, but Nelson is 24 years old, was drafted by the Indians in 2017 in the 15th round, pick number 462. Has a fastball and slider and good command. So that's kind of his calling card. And the one little fun fact about him is he was a teammate with a Cy Young pitcher at UC Santa Barbara. Hmm. Some guy by the name of Shane Bieber. I don't know if you guys have heard of him. I'll have to look him up. Yeah, look him up. I hear he's good. Mm -hmm. He's doing good things. So that's the prospect. Is Kyle Nelson um, a name that Fans should just kind of keep in the back of their mind. 
because he is a lefty relief pitcher and will probably come up again at some point this season. Yeah, I, heard, I was listening to an interview with Tito, and he was saying that the one thing he's got is uh, a fastball that can run in on righties. So, yes, yeah, he's appear, very, uh, very good against the righties. Yeah, so it would appear that you know he he may have he won't be such a matchup lefty. He may be able to be a guy who can uh, get extended time and find himself a decent place in the bullpen. It's going to be interesting because like I said, yeah. Sam Hentges is getting the start this week, I believe tomorrow. And yes, it will be interesting to just see how this all shakes out just because it's like, because there's so much fluctuation in the fourth and fifth spots in the rotation. It's like, you know, that makes the bullpen a little, the, the you know, that the front end of the bullpen, a little uneven in terms of what they're, what they're going to do. So it'll be interesting. You're going to get to see a lot of these kind of guys come up. So yeah, he was he was up and back, but yeah, he'll he'll be back again. All right, now let's roll. All right, you guys want right me to hit you with a random Indian? Yeah, let's do I want to know. All right, so this random Indian played two seasons for for us. Um, probably had his arguably at least his best season in the pros, his rookie year in 1993. Also was with the club in 1994. Let's see how many appearances. He was in 53 games between those two seasons. Okay. Originally a draft pick of the Indians. Also spent time with the Mets and the Rockies. Ended his career in 2000. Mm. Um, I wanted to give you... He was... He appeared in 53 games... With the Indians. Uh, And I'll even tell you, he was a pitcher. Okay. The Rockies. 363 363 career ERA in Cleveland. 405, 4.05 for his career. And again, probably his best season was his rookie season in 93 when he um, had a 240 ERA. My last. Okay, keep going, keep going. Well, I was going to say the last clue is he is currently a GM. <laughs> That's a good one. Okay. Okay. Oh, shoot. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. That's very interesting. I'm, I'm like, I'm like racking my brain on GMs right now. How many teams did he play for? Three teams. He played for us to start his career for two seasons. Two seasons, 95, 96, he was with the Mets. And then from 97 to 2000, he was with the Rockies. Mm. Oh, that's a tough one. That is a real tough one. I I have no idea. Yeah, I don't I think I I, I, I I don't think I'd get it. Jerry DePoto. Oh, 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 okay. oh. Interesting. The man that we like to kind of uh, poke some fun at without ever naming him. <laughs> well, now we got a now we got the name. So <laughs> he is the Mariners GM. Yeah, that's right. Although so, I will say, I will say they've built a great farm system. It's just that hopefully it pans out, but we'll see. Because they've actually allegedly they've got a lot of young talent. Allegedly, I mean, hey man, Jared Kalnick, where are you? I would like to see you. Well, 
Jerry Depoto's uh, manipulating that time. Oh, God damn it. Okay. That's a good one. That's a really good one. one. That is truly a random Indian. I, I, I think the reason he is stuck out in my mind here of recent, I was going through like a stack of old cards. That's and a good I had one. Yeah. No freaking clue that he played for us back in the day. <laughs> but I have his like rookie card. And I'm like, you should send it to him, man. That's something cool. And yeah. then I just kept moving along. <laughs> <laughs> and you were like, ooh, I've got I've got content. <laughs> oh, cool. I have a Donris ninety three, Jerry Boto, rookie. Cool. Dude, get that get that on get that graded. That's worth a dollar oh nine. Get that graded. <laughs> if that's a ten. That's, there's that's there's ten. There's one of your kids called five dollars, baby. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that uh, on that fun note, I believe wraps up this episode of the of the California Penal League. Um, we will be back once again with you next week. Uh, and until then, be sure to follow us on social at Cal Penal Pod, and we'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>